Let's do football and stuff. Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew. And me, George. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of obscure football history and obscure football players. Each week we'll get on a guest who will give us their favourite footballing eleven, their manager, their stadium, their kit and their super sub. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> you've heard Owen Quilter three times now. You've heard Amy Quilter. But today, we're completing the set. Today's guest is Mark Quilter. The dad of Owen and Amy Quilter, the fountain of football knowledge, where those two get their football knowledge from. I was going with something, then I forgot halfway through. It's all right. It might that. just be be just as obscure. We don't know. We'll find oh, out. Absolutely. Google will be used <laughs> frequently during this podcast, just so you know. So you may hear some short breaks as me and George frantically type to try and figure out who the heck Mark's talking about. So without further ado, this is Star FC podcast. This is Mark Quilter. <laughs> Mark Quilter, welcome to the podcast. Hello, gentlemen. Nice to see you both. Yes, good to see you. So we've just, in the intro, obviously introduced you as uh, Owen and Amy's dad, of course. We've had those two now. Can we complete the set at some point? We will obviously ask Dawn Quilter to come and do her episode <laughs> as well, but yeah, I don't know how well that'll go. You'll probably just get Gary Lineker and that's it, because it's the only <laughs> one she can remember. <laughs> okay, Mark, so... Who do you support? I am a Stonewall Happy Hammer, unfortunately. Although better this year. I was going to say, yeah, it's been say, a doing well. decent year this year. Some, yeah. some might say, are we Everton in disguise? But, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> no, no, I hate Everton. I like West Ham. <laughs> no, I'd say, because uh, if you're talking about the whole Everton always challenge for the top four and then drop off at the end, I'd say that was Villa. No, Villa, possibly. Villa, Villa were there for a lot of the season and then just went. <laughs> Uh, I think it is West Ham where it was in their own hands and then it's yeah, sort yeah. Of fallen through. Yeah, maybe. I, in a way, I'm kind of glad because the amount of messages I received off Owen saying, oh, we're going to make the Champions League. <laughs> oh, well. I'm very glad you didn't because I would never hear the end of it. Hey, no, Europa, no, no. Europa League's a good little... Not even Europa League now. What is it now? The Europa trophy thing? Is that that's the, that's in, the, are they in, in the conference the, one? That's the Intertoto one, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I think, in fact, I think if West Ham get a point, they get Europa League, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. Owen, Owen was saying this morning that because Leicester won the Cup, we might go straight in and don't have to qualify in the group stages as well. So Nice. That'd be good. Watch your space. I was going to say, the last time you got into, you got knocked out by some minnows, didn't you? From yeah, from Latvia or somewhere like that, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> they're the good old days of West Ham ah, happy days the good days are coming it seems so that's, let's leave that alone because we don't want to talk about the good current days we've got no. the good old days nah, the good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll go straight in Mark what is your formation well my formation is uh, is a Rafa Benitez formation it won the 2005 cup for you it's 3-4-3 uh, three, three. that's the formation I used and uh, the only reason I used it is so I could segue a bunch of players in <laughs> Well, I'd like to have 12 players because there's one player that I've left out that I, re- I couldn't squeeze him in, unfortunately. Get him on the bench. Thought- Sorry, yeah, well, yeah, I've got a bench as well. I might go through that as well. <laughs> Full bench, exciting. Full bench, one. yeah. <laughs> Super 20, 22 players, yeah. <laughs> a whole a whole Euro squad. Yeah. 26 <laughs> going in. 
not quite, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, straight in goalkeeper. Who so have goal- you got in goal? Goalkeeper. Um, no one's no one picked. I've got two goalkeepers. I've got two goalkeepers, and I think pound for pound, they're both the best goalkeepers in the world in their relevant leagues and all the rest of it. Now, on the bench is Peter Cech, unfortunately. Peter doesn't make the the squad. I've I've always thought he's probably the best pound for pound goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. Something like uh, nearly 50% um, clean sheet ratio in the games he's played. Outrageous. That's insane. However, I've gone for El Gato. We've all played with him. Oh, Jesus Christ. We've all played for him, uh, with him. And I take a hand in training him as well. So, yeah, um, he's very Schmeichel-esque. He gets something on it somewhere. He's the luckiest goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he can made... Just, poss- go on. I, I can just hear him going, I'm I'm one of the most capped goalkeepers <laughs> on the Star Dress. He can is hear now him. the most capped player. That makes I him can... the most capped player now. What he's player overtaken, or goalkeeper? He's overtaken Steven Gerrard with that. He's now the most capped. <laughs> what about Henri? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say we've had a lot of Henri. top five at least. Yeah. Oh, he made no. he made one of the greatest saves. I think you were a 12-0 down. And I, <laughs> Sounds about right. And I, t- I turned up, I turned up, and he was on the penalty spot, and the lad had banged a goal. It was going towards goal, and I, I, I sort of looked, and then his great big hand came across and just palmed it out of the way. And how he got there, I will not know to this day, you know, it was amazing. Yeah. But we, yeah, I, um, can we just um, can we just sort of save Owen's legacy a little bit here? The reason we were twelve no down was definitely not his fault. We, we yeah, were it was the left back. Well, well, that's oh. that's the thing. The thing I put there, he got man of the match so many times despite double figure defeats for you, and that's outrageous. Yeah, would have been yeah. triple figure if he hadn't been in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, El Gato, as Mark is referring, is of course Owen Quilter, part time co host. Records out of a fishbowl, as we said before. He, um, <laughs> yeah, he is genuinely, and I and I agree with Mark. One of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen in my life. I genuinely believe if he was asked, he could have gone pro. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't have been sat here talking to you now. I'd been in Marbella managing his estate, wouldn't I? No, yeah, I'd nice, like to it? think you would have taken time out of your schedule to just do a bit of a podcast <laughs> for you. Come back for the minnows. Yeah. Is old mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, lads. Sorry, sorry. I've got time. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so we've, we've always we always talk about the, the joys of Owen Quiller when we talk about him. But yeah. I'm going to talk about I'm going to bring him down a peg now because the rules in our six side league have, have, current, have recently changed. <laughs> He's meaning not happy. That, meaning that Owen can now come out of his box and play the ball with his feet. And let yeah. me tell you, that has brought up some very fun situations. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's not happy. He's not happy. Although he did he did say that uh, the last game you played, he actually um, he did mash the centre forward somehow. He did. Yeah, he yeah. Came out clean out. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a penalty, but the referee didn't give it. No, <laughs> no oh, well. but as as <laughs> I said this about Owen, as good as he is with his hands and blocking shots with the rest of his body, he is as yeah. bad at kicking the ball out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, it's in practice for that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> put it this way, put it this way to anyone listening as well. Everyone when they were younger, the keeper never took the goal kicks. Owen was also one of them. It was oh. like the centre back would always take the goal kicks. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. some strange reason. Well, the one time that he did take a goal kick, he scored from it. So maybe he should have carried on taking it. That would was that a goal kick or was that out of his hands? I thought that was... Maybe it was out of his hands, which I don't think is actually allowed. Either way, either way, it was Bryn Pudu 
and the pitch, although it might be, if you measured it all the way around, it was 100 yards, but it's probably only 60, 62 <laughs> yards from post to post, something yeah. like that. Yeah, the banana pitch. Bit of a dip. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was the pro- expert at judging the flight of the ball on that pitch, which takes a lot of doing because I certainly couldn't have played there for how many years. <laughs> it was it was the it was the moment in the Brimpedo pitch where you were so I played left back so for the first if you were running down the wing for the first half of it you're running downhill you're thinking this is going well yeah get to the halfway line and you're like oh god this is getting hard now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's why Owen chose to play in goal so he didn't have to run <laughs> well yeah the pitch. he could just stay in the flat goals he was fine yeah that's why I tried to play at the back for Penderbridge, so I don't have to run as much <laughs> that was my choice as well I, I started off as a striker and then ended up at right back uh, where I was backup goalkeeper at school, and that's why I play wicketkeeper. There you go. Fun fact. Fun fact. Keeper is in Owen's blood. Then there you go. Well, you know, it was meant to be. Meant to be. Right. Let's move away from your goalkeeper into your defence. Now you've got a three. Are we talking centre backs, or have we got what we're saying? Well, it, it's 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 a system I played at school, and um, it, it's sort of like a pivot system. So you had sort of like three centre-backs, but if they were attacking down one side, it would all pivot across, so you had good vision across the pitch. That's what I was taught when I was a kid, and I'll go into that a bit for, a bit later on. And um, the next, my, my right centre-back, or right-back as you want to call it, I've played with three internationals in my football careers. Mm. One of them being Owen, but that's a rugby international, but we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, but but this, this guy, uh, when I worked on the holiday parks, he used to come down and take the, fo- the football for the kids. Uh, what a bloke. What a really nice guy. Played five times for England. He played uh, 549 times for Liverpool, scoring 61 goals from right back. And it's a guy called Chris Lawler, known as the Silent Knight. So, uh, yeah, he was uh, what, what a guy. Really nice fella. But for a right back in 500 and odd games to score 61 goals. Yeah, it's something, isn't it? That's quite impressive back in the day as well. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not... Well, I mean, now it's sort of a, a given, isn't it, that your fullback's going to be more attacking, but... Back well, the wing-backs, yeah, yeah. Fair play. So, so, yeah, five England caps, one England goal. Chris Lawler. So, had he retired when you met him, or was he...? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was, he was probably about my, uh, my age now, because it was a good 20-odd years ago or something like that. And uh, so I, I asked him who he, God, I, felt like I asked him who he was and who he played for because I'd never heard of him. And then when he told me, I sort of had a look into him and all the rest of it. And yeah, he was uh, he was God, you know, five hundred and forty nine league games is um, that's a stalwart for Liverpool's team. Yeah, a lot. And the, lot the fact he only played five times for England is a bit of a travesty because he was bloody good, you know. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, he 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 he. He crossed the ball for one of the best goals I've ever scored. I didn't have to move. It crossed and I just walked onto it and headed it in. Lovely. Absolute peach of a cross. I like yeah. that you players but you it took all the, easier, it? Yeah, but you take all the credit though. That's the thing. You have yeah. to. Well, yeah. In fact, I didn't have to move. I might as well have just, it just, it was right on the head. Boom, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was jumpers for goalposts as well, you know, for another cliche. Ah, it still counts, doesn't it? They all go in. Jumpers, hey, jumpers Pele, for goalposts. Pele's counting about a thousand of those goals. Yeah. <laughs> 2000 for Pele, if you think about it. Jumpers for goalposts always will always make me think of like you know the argument of did it go yeah over the it, over the post was it, was it in yeah. or was it out was it over yeah. the post and how high is the bar head high yeah. it's always head high so you put the smallest person in goal. <laughs> <laughs> now before we started this episode, we did forewarn that we'd take regular Google breaks to figure out some players you'd picked. Yeah, that's we fine. Were just estimating the uh, the old. 
generational gap between us. Yeah. But he has drawn up something that I find hilarious and I've never seen before. I think so, you're going to say what I was about to. Yeah. On his <laughs> senior career listings on Wikipedia, he's played for two clubs, Ralphos IL and yeah. IK Grand Bodo. And <laughs> on both of those, it's got a question mark next to appearances and goals. Wikipedia yeah. doesn't even know. No, no, never, no he, he probably that... played when he was 62. Just to be clear, was that the name of your team you played grassroots level with? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, it just seemed there's something really like mysterious about that. The fact there's just a question mark. It's not blank or anything, which it has been in other like for yeah. other people. It's, there's a question mark. Finally, bro. They're like, what was he? What was he actually doing over there? Yeah, yeah. I don't we know. got to the bottom of Wikipedia. We we beaten Wikipedia. Yeah, well, fair play. You love our American names on here. Yeah. um, He's also played for Miami Toros, which I never knew was a team. Oh, that's a new one on me. Back in the 70s, there was a a different team every month, apparently. (laughs) Just rotating team names as you go along through the season. Miami Toros. Miami known for their bulls. So let's move on from Chris Lawler and his imaginary teams. Yeah. On to... (laughs) So what do we think, actually? Because you can edit Wikipedia by yourself, can't you? So I reckon Chris Lawler has just gone, yeah, throw a mystery in there, play for these two clubs. If you actually research those clubs, there's no, they're not there. Yeah, make some, names, make some names up, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's move away so, from Chris Lawler onto your next centre-back. My next centre-back. So on my bench for my next centre-back is a guy you guys played with. I can't put him in because this other guy's a little bit better. And it's Tom Hinley. Yeah. He, he's on my bench because without doubt, one of the best players I've ever read a game from from centre back. Yeah. He knew where it, he knew where it was coming. He was there first. And that's probably why Owen did quite so well because you know yeah. if they got past him. So one Tom of, Hinley go on. One of the best things about Tom Hinley as well is instead of being referred to as a sweeper, which is what he played for our team, yeah. for some reason our manager called him a floater. Floater. And always <laughs> made us laugh. No one ever corrected him because we always found it funny. But yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was always known as the floater. Oh, without what a player! What a player! <laughs> Unfortunately, he's beaten centre back by the king of centre backs, and that's Bobby Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, childhood hero. I tried to play like him, but ended up at right back. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Bobby Moore didn't really do much, though, did he? No, I was going to say no. not quite Penabrin level, is no. it? No, no, not quite Penabrin. Though you know, five hundred and forty-four games for West Ham, twenty-four goals, only the hundred eight times for England. Oh, that's irrelevant. Don't care about that. Nothing, is it, really? A bit short on the goals, 108 games and only scored twice. Ah, oh, there you go. You know. At least three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously, Bobby Moore, one of the legends of, of football throughout yeah. history. Whenever you, If you mention Bobby Moore, all his picture is that picture of him in the Red England shirt photo. sitting on top yeah. of someone's shoulders with the World Cup in his hand. It's got well, to be the, one of the most iconic pictures in, like, UK football. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that the tackle on the nineteen in the nineteen seventy World Cup, where he tackled Pele off his wrong foot. He, he read him that much. He tackled him off his wrong foot, and it was just like Pele's arm going to just breeze past this. Oh, where's the ball gone? And it was Pele probably counted that as a goal though. <laughs> well, yeah, <he> pre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Bobby hadn't have been there, that'd have been a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pele's, got, Pele's goal count is just as soon as he gets into the box with the ball, that's a goal for him. That's a goal, yeah. <laughs> So, well, then, Bobby Moore, you've, you stopped Pele from adding a couple extra goals onto your onto his tally. A couple of 3,000 goals, yeah. <laughs> if ever we get big, we're going to get absolutely slaughtered by Pele fans. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
Yeah, it's only it's only most of Brazil. You'll be all right. They don't nah, know where we're sound. Yeah. They don't know where we are. <laughs> so yeah, Bobby Moore. Yeah, great choice. I mean, you I can, mean, yeah, I can't I, argue with it, can you? It's not a yeah. surprise as well from West Ham fan. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know. What I don't think I've got ever? I don't think I've got many more West Ham fan players players in there. So you know. Oh, interesting. Mm. All right. Well, let's yeah. move on to the next one then. So who's your next defender? Uh, defender is Des Walker, Nottingham Forest, Sampdoria Wednesday in England. And again, just a vision. He'd, he'd read the game. He just read the game so well. 671 appearances, club appearances. Even worse than Bobby Moore, just one goal. <laughs> oh, my God. Awful. <laughs> and 59 times for England. Love it. Uh, one of the first black players to play as well. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, all, all the first originals, but he was, um, yeah, Des Walker, quick thinker. He was so quick, you know, you go past him and he'd be back with you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I seem to remember, I've seen the highlights of him playing for Forest. Yeah. I love the context of why I watched this, but like, I think it might have been like a top 100 players in the, or like the, the old Division One, as it was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was just like showing him like tracking back and it was incredible yeah. watching him just legging it past people. So quick. Yeah. Well, he's got, fun fact about Des Walker, he's got two sons who play professional football. Oh, right. Yeah. One plays for Forest, so he's following on his dad's footsteps. Nice. And the other one plays for Como 1907. Another main up team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who play in Serie C in Italy. Oh, well, you know. So, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine Lake Como is a little bit nicer than Nottingham, but. I don't yeah, standard of football isn't as nice. <laughs> I'll have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I've never been to Lake Como, but I have been to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. quite, yeah. quite the same reputation, is it? Yeah, not quite the same. No. <laughs> Go for a cultural trip to Nottingham. So that's my defence, and I call it a Rolls Royce defence. Yeah, lovely, nice. Well. Bearing in mind that Bobby Bobby Moore and Des Walker, we as you said, don't get many goals. At least you got Chris Lawler to bang them in if he needed. Yeah, that, yeah. In the back. yeah, yeah. So it sort of makes up. for Owen scored once, so that counts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very topical goalkeeper scoring. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. had to get Allison in there. I have to. Have to, I have to. to really. Be, to be fair, though, I've got to say, what a header! What a header! Better than anything yeah. I'm a, like majority of our play- strikers could do, let alone goalkeeper. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get stuck down that hole because otherwise I could talk about that for days. No, no. It was against a West Brom team. We thought we'll take this draw here. Nah, nah don't worry about it. We got we made Big Sam retire. Piss off, <laughs> Big Sam. Yeah, this time he'll be back again. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say whoever's close to relegation next season will be back. Yeah, yeah. Be Norwich City. <laughs> Brighton and oh, Hope Albion. <laughs> Twelve yeah. games into the season, he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's move away from your Rolls yeah. Royce and into your four across the midfield. So what what is this for? What's the configuration of the four? Well, it's 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 a sort of a a sweep a sweeper box to box player, a right a left and a, a attacking midfielder, sort of diamond dish sort of shape. Yeah, lovely, cool. Yeah, hit us with the first one. So my centre defensive midfield player is a guy called Paul Howe, and I played at school with this lad. And um... <laughs> I'll stop googling that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Case, case the middle school and a reader of the game again. Like my, my whole philosophy of football is, it's uh, an intelligent game played by stupid men, um, as opposed to rug- as yeah. opposed to rugby is a stupid game played by intelligent men. But <laughs> he <laughs> he was he was uh, he was just such a reader of the you know the defence uh, you know he, we played in two 
invincible seasons, back-to-back invincible seasons at schoolboy level, you know. League and Cup doubles, two seasons running. Arsenal eat your heart out. Yeah, <laughs> five five draws in two years. The rest we won. Nice. And this guy was just, um, he just sat in the middle and he read it. It never got through to us, really. And when it did, we just got rid of it, like, you know. So Paul Howe. I don't know what he's doing now. I haven't seen him since school, but I just remember he was just like a just like a Maserati, and that's my midfield is a Maserati midfield. They you mean just the Paul cruised... that's now in the uh, chat for Ballon d'Or? That one? No, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it might be nice, yeah, but uh, I, I don't remember him scoring many goals. But he, cer- <laughs> he, he certainly stopped them getting through, and he just read the game so well. I was going to say, sounds like one of those players that you'd um, you'd miss if he wasn't there, sort of thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. you'd be th- you'd be thinking we have to have four in defence, not three now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, without without doubt, uh, a quality player of you know, again pound for pound at schoolboy level, you know. It, but he, I remember him, and he was just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. So where where in the world was was this school? Caistron C, Norfolk. There you go. Uh, right. So anyone who's out in that area who's listening to this. Yeah, yeah, get on the yellow pages, find him. Knowing, knowing, like experience with this podcast, he's probably an estate agent. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. everyone always thinks about <laughs> estate agents. Well, without doubt, yeah. A couple of the guys I played for, one of them works on North Sea oil rigs as an engineer. He was a goalkeeper, um, and uh, and the other one is is in the team as well. And uh, he was at my second international I played with, and I'll talk about him in a bit as well. Oh, nice little tease. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he's up. In fact, he's up next. All right then. So away from Paul Howe. To my uh, the second international I played with got to under twenty one England international. Um, again, he played for Caister. He was a year younger than us. He played uh, for Norwich City. He played for Rangers. He was transferred from Norwich to Rangers for one point two five million. Nice. From Rangers to West Ham for one million, and. Um, his name is Dale Gordon, the Disco Kid. <laughs> wow, let's like let's have some elaboration. The Disco Kid. Yeah. Right, just, the disco just before, kid. before we explain that, which side is he? Is he left or right? He, he's right, right midfield, right winger midfield sort of area. What was it, Dale? Dale Gordon. Gordon. No, don't, give him his full title. Come on, the Disco, the disco Kid. The Disco Kid. Now, uh, please, I, please, why is he called the Disco Kid? So when he was uh, when he was. Um, Playing for Rangers and uh, under twenty ones, uh, he, uh, he he wished to go out to the discos under curfew. Him and Robert Rosario, I think that he was. It was saying that they both went out and uh, got told off for going to the clubs rather than actually uh, staying indoors. And it was quite a thing he did. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and the, the ironic thing is, when we won our second um, Invincibles title, he was scouted by Norwich City. Now I didn't go to the, um, the you know when you got your medal, medals and all the rest of it the celebration mm. night, and I've since read a little part of his biography that the whole Caster team got invited for trials with Norwich. I could have been a contender, lads. Oh. I didn't hear about it and I didn't go. Yes. And I think I think three three lads three lads went and uh, he he got called up and he played for Norwich City. It could have been me. That's annoying. He's been, in 2002. He was no. He was he was voted into the Norwich City Hall of Fame by the fans. That could have been yeah. you. You could have been in could that Hall of been, Fame. Could have been me, the fat keeper at the back, the fat right back. 
He's got a couple of uh, he's got a couple of firsts as well. He scored the first TV goal, live TV goal for Norwich City. Nice, that's a good one. It's always good. He scored. No one can ever yeah, top that he, one. No, he scored West Ham's first ever Premier League goal. That was his only West Ham goal. It looks like. Yeah, not, not far off. He didn't play that many for him, and he played in five old firm games, Rangers, Celtic, and never lost one of them. Whoa, that's a good stat. Love that no, one. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, Dale Gordon. Fair play. Yeah. I just I just read up a little bit about him. He uh, has his own football academy. Yeah, give him back. Set. Yeah, and he also in 2013 was yeah. appointed director of football at IFA Sport in United Arab Emirates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Living it up. National man of mystery. He is. He is. Love that. He, yeah. he also though one of the teams on his Wikipedia doesn't show any appearances or goals. Now this one doesn't have any question marks. It just doesn't show just doesn't anything. <laughs> no. So it looks like he went there and just didn't do anything. That about, sounds about right. <laughs> Gorleston? Oh, oh my God, Gorleston. 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 It's a, it's a town, uh, not Great Yarmouth and Gorleston. So uh, he probably he probably went there just before he went to Norwich or when he came back. Gorleston, yeah. That was the, the last team he played for, it looks like, wasn't it? Yeah, non-league, non non-league sort of side, you know. Yeah. He also managed Great Yarmouth Town and then jumped ship to Galston. Yeah, oof. Oh. You know, Harry Redknapp all over again, the Portsmouth <laughs> Southampton thing. Go to Lloyd. Quite as big, maybe. Quite as big. The disco his, kid. Uh, Great. Yeah, love that. His, his father, I remember his father, though. His father used to get in a load of rows. On the disco the dad. He's, well, pretty much. He was a bit like me when, we were, when you were playing rugby. You were so calm. Shouting and screaming, this, this guy. Well, at least at least I didn't get into rows with the opposition's parents, true, did I? True, true, you didn't. You know, he did quite regularly. Shut <laughs> up, uh, too loud. Yeah, no, good, good fun, that. good fun, good fun. <laughs> <laughs> right then, away from the disco kid, onto your left midfielder, should we go left midfield? Yeah, left midfielder. Uh, again, a bit of a City influence. I've got a bit of a City, Man City influence, because at the time when I was watching football, these players were just outrageously skillful and this guy called Peter Barnes Ooh. and I just re- he played for City and United Oof. yeah he 367 games 50 odd goals uh, 22 times for England four goals but he was just uh, an old school winger he'd just go past people for fun he made Ryan Giggs look ordinary to be honest with you wow oh come on he did. Yeah, he did I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry George he did Peter Barnes was just uh, he had a wand for a left foot. It just... Uh, he played for about 25 different teams. I was going to say, I'm trying to count the teams. I, I, was, just, I was just looking at them, yeah. It shot me a little oh, bit. Oh, George, 1991, Wrexham, no appearances. <laughs> no appearances, <laughs> no goals. I, I don't know why I expected you to have a goal with no appearances. Right, let's get this right. So, Man City, West Brom, Leeds United, Real Betis, back to Leeds United, on loan to Manchester United... Coventry City, Man United, Man City, Bolton Wanderers, Port Vale, Wimbledon, Hull City. Don't know how to say that one. Farens, FC Farens, Bolton Wanderers, Sunderland, Stockport, Footscray, Bury. Uh, I was about to say Drogby United. It's not Drogby United. Drogheady United. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies, Stafford Rangers, Northwich, Ratborough, Mossley, Hamron Spartans. Brent's again, and then Cliftonville. Like, that is ridiculous. Despite the fact that he played for all those teams, he made the majority of his appearances in the first 
sort of <laughs> six years of his career and then made a combined total of about 15 for the next 12 years. <laughs> yeah. A load of the Living te- on your name. Living on your name, that is. A load of the teams he played for, he played like no appearances. Yeah. So he just went there and j- just as a face, I guess. Yeah. Also, international manager, managed Gibraltar. And then Runcorn. In the same year. <laughs> That's rock and roll, that, isn't it? <laughs> So basically, he was managing Runcorn and fancied a summer abroad, so he took a manager job in Gibraltar yeah. and came back. <laughs> wow. Only about the yeah. same level of football, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry to Runcorn. <laughs> uh, he was named PFA Player of the Year in 1976. Yeah. And he was one of the first players that Sir Alex Ferguson released on upon his re- arrival at United. Wow, didn't know that. So mm. there you go. I think uh, Ferguson doesn't agree with your Rangig statement. Yeah. Fergie, <laughs> Fergie's only human. He made a mistake. You know, they, it won more. T- it won more titles earlier if he'd have kept Peter Barnes there. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm All not right. Whatever. He's fish. He's <laughs> put the rod out. Come on, George. Bite. Bite. Come on. I'm not, right. I'm not rising to it. I'm not. <laughs> I do believe Fergie was only about four or five games from losing the job at Manchester United, wasn't he? He, he didn't have the best of starts. Which no, no. What, what makes me laugh, though? Because he got rid of Peter Barnes, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, makes me, what makes me laugh with that is, like, loads of people compare all of the managers that United have had who haven't had a great start, and they go, yeah, but Fergie didn't have a great start. It's like, yeah, but nowadays, you don't get a manager for 25, 30 years. No, no. So you have to have a good start. Yeah, yeah it's got it's got to be hitting the ground running from day one now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Peter, Peter Barnes, very good player. Peter Barnes. Lovely. All right, so central attacking midfielder, who have we got? I, I, I did have... Uh, I sent my... Look at my bench a minute. I don't know if I... I don't know if yeah, I, anyone so I, else sent... Yeah, my other midfield would have been John Walk from Liverpool, Scottish player, who scored 30-odd goals from midfield. And uh, a guy called Stanley Bowles from QPR, who probably had more... Uh, more teams than uh, Peter Barnes, to be honest with you. But Stanley <laughs> is that possible? Yeah, but Stanley Bowles was an absolute nutter. He played for QPR, and at half time, he'd go to the pub next door in his kit and have about three or four pints, and someone would have to come and get him to start playing again. In the kit, absolute, absolute alcoholic, but what a player. Yeah. Anyway, right. we, we digress. Was there, a, was there a correlation between his performance in the second half compared to the amount of pints he drank at half time? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, but because of that action, he only got five games for England because they thought he was too much of a loose cannon, to be honest with you. But, you know. <laughs> I like to think, though, like the first few pints you have in a night out, you have that bit of confidence. Then it's when it goes downhill. So that 45 minutes, he's absolutely laughing. Buzz he's it, yeah. confidence. Yeah. And then possibly afterwards, he's, yeah. he's not in a good state. He's <laughs> not having a good game. <laughs> so Ronald, Ronaldinho from a centre-attacking midfielder. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah like was- I say... I think I think he's possibly in there more than Owen now. Yeah, good. Well done. Thank you for I'm, balancing that back out. I'm counting. I'm counting the people that are above Owen in the most. <laughs> if I'd have known, if I'd have known that, I'd have put someone else in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say true to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ronaldinho. Right. So, like we say, you always say he's that YouTube player, he's the first one. Yeah. That our generation sort of became aware of as sort of like a, a global superstar for me. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Because he just had that. I wasn't even. I once heard that someone said that he could eat an apple through a tennis racket, but (laughs) (laughs) he um, he said when it like so. I think someone asked him once, like, "Why do you play the way you do?" 
And he was just like, I just love football. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no other or motives with him. It's just he loves the game. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Maybe he's slightly <laughs> different now. He's retired. But when he yeah. was playing... Yeah, David Platt was like that. He would play. He said, "I'd play for chips, just a plate of chips. I'd play football because I love football." Yeah, yeah. and I, I like players like that. I, I like reckon he'd take that back pretty quick once he'd finished the plate of chips and gone. Oh, um, <laughs> someone just <laughs> let, me, let me. Everyone attend. else around him is earning like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these chips are good though. Lads. These chips are good. Yeah, they're the best ones. Harry Ramsden's, all good shit. Ooh, Harry Ramsden's <laughs> is good. Good chips. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best <laughs> chips though. <laughs> McCain's oven nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ronnie, That's my Maserati, Maserati midfield. Yeah, I was going to say. So what? So what? Um, what car are we going for for the strikers? Let me have a look. Uh, yeah, Lamborghini. Oh, all right, nice. Ooh. Yeah, fast and mad. That's what we like. <laughs> so have we got what have we got. So there's three up front. So are they three, three up front. strikers, or are they a winger, or what we're we saying? Um, there's one out and out striker, and he's been on before. And um, I'm still undecided on my left sort of left centre and right centre. I mean, right centre, I know my right centre's done. It's again, it's another city player. Sorry, George. All right. <laughs> uh, he's recently passed away, this lad, um, and he was known as the King of the Kipax. King of the Kitpaks. Uh, Kipax. Kipax. What's one of them? Kipax. At Main Road, the uh, the family end or the their end was like the cops uh, at Liverpool. The Kipax was at uh, Main Roads. Uh, okay. Main Roads End, and he was known as the King, King of the Kipax. Very, very like De Bruyne, except he made De Bruyne look ordinary as well. Ooh. This lad. Yeah, oh, yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Uh, he played 394 times for City, 117 goals, 48 for England, nine goals, uh, and his name is Colin Bell. Colin oh. Bell. Colin no. Bell. That's, is it, it's Colin Bell, isn't it, that they've got on the... Uh, Stands at the moment, they've got like a memoriam to him, yeah, 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 halfway line, yeah, yeah. A few months ago, I think he passed away, but yeah, Colin Bell, yeah, again, just visionary. Uh, he, 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 god, I I watched not, I watched his nine England goals, and they're all pearlers. And one of them's like, uh, it's a, it's a cross from one side, and he just, he just leathers it, volley from the corner, boom. I mean, he's just one of them players where, like, obviously for our generation, he is obviously behind. Like, for us to have seen him, we'd have to, someone would have to told us about him, you know? Yeah. Not like, yeah, we, could, we yeah. could just stumble across yeah. him. But, yeah. but after, to be honest, and, and before he passed away, I didn't know too much about him because with there only being about five City fans before 2008, uh, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's legends agreed. out there. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But, <laughs> but no, obviously, I think he was overtaken. Yeah, there's only three players that have scored more goals for Man City than Colin Bell. Yeah. Tommy Johnson, Eric Brook, and one Sergio Aguero. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Well, Aguero was going to go in, but I haven't got space for him. So he'll have to hang, he'll have to hang on till the next game. <laughs> He's on the bench. <laughs> yeah. He can, uh, he can earn his seven million a year on the bench. Yeah. I'm not bothered about that. Colin Bell started his career at Bury, which is um, a bit of a sore point at the moment, isn't it, with them sort of struggling? Well, not exciting. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a possibility of them being bought out, though. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sort of, uh, and I think it's applying to go straight into the national league, whether or not yeah. be, they'll be able to do it. But the irony of that of the FA, it, it doesn't make sense that you've got teams that are in, you know, and when they can't pay, you don't help them. You just knock them with a bloody twenty point deficit. Yeah. 
Mm. What's the point of that? You might, you might as well just go give us your money and piss off. You know, yeah. you might as well. Where's the help coming from? The yeah, FA. That's why, that's why this billions. whole Super League thing was just oh, the, whole, yeah. the whole thing of like taking away a team's right to try and get there, even if they're struggling to try and at least get to yeah. that point is just absolutely horrible. oh ridiculous. But where's the help? You know, the, the FA's got to be worth billions, hasn't it? At least yeah. billions. Mm-hmm. And it can't, you know, bail a few clubs out with a couple of loans to keep keep these clubs that started the football. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. Do you want my uh, my right and the left sided player now? Left sided, please. Yeah. It was going to be the bag of bag of frogs, uh, Paolo Di Canio, but I'm not going to have him because I think Peter Crouch is so much better. Yes. So right. much. I just right. Have you have you got Pete Crouch on the left wing? Is that what's just happened here? Well, not left, not left wing, sort of left mid, left side. It's right, right, left forward. Okay, okay, okay. I love how that's the thing you went for, not the fact that he just he, but bold statement in the fact that Peter Crouch is better than Paolo De Canio. He scored no Premier League goals. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah, he is. He is better. He's, he scored more international goals as well. How many goals did Paolo De Canio score for England? None. None. How many, did he, how many did he score for Italy? None. Well, one at under 21, but that don't count. That doesn't count. You know, 22 goals in 42 appearances. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Oh, my. A, a modern day George. Legend. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong as well. I love Peter Crouch. I love him. I just, I just don't think he's better than Paolo Di Canio. George, you got, you're, you're, a, you're a defender, all right? Yeah. And you, you turn up on the day and you've got this six foot eight lad who can play with his feet and his head, and hold the ball up, you're going to be going, oh, my God. If Paolo Di Canio turns up, you're going to go, he might have one run and go past me, but otherwise he's going to try and blooming bang it in from 90 degrees off somebody's head. No. Mark, Mark, I'm not going to lie. I've always played left back. If someone had come looking like five foot five, looks like they've just had a big chippy for tea, I'm still going, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nice you've got you know you know your skill set that's <laughs> <laughs> he knows his limit he knows his limit yeah yeah right. so never mind De Canio. he's yeah. a, weird, a weird weird guy with weird views we'll leave him alone yeah irrelevant in the moment on to, on to Mr Peter Crouch absolute Peter legend Crouch. of the Premier League Play, scored goals wherever he went whether it to be fair for Liverpool it did take him a long time to get started but once he got yeah. going he was yeah. great. Won the FA Cup with Liverpool. He's won trophies. Yeah. All over well, the Not place. that many trophies, actually, because uh, <laughs> a lot of the clubs he's played for didn't win many trophies. But he had some deadly partnerships over the years, particularly yeah. with uh, one Mr. Jermaine Defoe, little and large. Yeah, yeah. Great partnership. He's in the 100 Club. He's in the 100 he Club. Is. Most Premier League goals. Headed goals, sorry. Not most goals. Most yeah. Premier League headed goals. But the thing is, you turn up on the day... And you see that coming towards you as a centre defender, you're going to be going, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a long day today. Yeah. And that's what you want to do to defences. You want to be going, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to it's, play him. It's the, it's the point where you you can see the corner and everyone's marked their man. And you're like, right, who else is left for me to pick yeah. up? And then you see him and you think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> Anybody? Anyone else? Anyone taller than anyone taller than anyone tall enough? To, what, what <laughs> anything to, tall enough yeah. to mark Peter Crouch in the box is the post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it's just that inti- he's he's in because he is skillful. He is underrated. And it's just that intimidation. You're just gonna go. I, I just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, sweet lord. Yeah. You know, Poss- possibly one of the best personalities in football as well. Oh yeah. Oh, without doubt. Without yeah. doubt. 
Yeah. His, his tongue is firmly in his cheek. The adverts he does for Santander when he goes in a different shirt to every bloke. Yeah. He loves That's it. That's just so funny. So Speaking funny. of Peter Crouch's shirts, this is what I was going to yeah. do. So one of, most of Peter Crouch's most iconic goals, um, probably for Stoke, actually. Well, yeah. one of the most iconic goals he ever scored was against City. Go on, read. Yeah. Tony Pulis's wet dream where he <laughs> long ball from the keeper and it doesn't even touch the floor and he yeah. volleys it in. Tony yeah, Pulis dreams about that still. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I love that goal so much. I love Peter Crouch, but whenever he scored, he'd always hold his arm in the air and his yeah. long sleeve shirt would never be long enough for his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, surely at some stage, so maybe like the start of his career, fair enough. You're like, oh, this is a bit of an anomaly. We don't really see a play this hype for so long. But yeah. after 225 appearances for Stoke, you reckon at some point someone in Stoke might have gone, I reckon we should make the sleeves a bit longer for you. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just help him out a little bit. Let's tailor it for him a little. Let's yeah. put a tailor in there. But they never did. And he's always, whenever he, he did for Liverpool as well, he'd like hold his arm up and then they'd have like a three-quarter sleeve. Short sleeve, yeah. yeah. He, he always wore long sleeves, didn't he? Yeah. He never wore short sleeves. I think it's because he's so spindly. <laughs> if you could yeah. actually see his arms, you'd think you're playing against a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> <An> octopus. <laughs> uh, well, I love Peter Crouch, obviously. He uh, did play for my beloved Liverpool. He did. He varying degrees of success. He did score a pivot hat-trick against Arsenal, which I always throw it back to. Also scored a, a beautiful overhead kick against Besiktas in the uh, Champions League. Yeah. 8-0 victory. Whoa, come on, Peter. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, right. off of Mr. Peter Crouch, who is your main striker? Who's getting the ball for the knockdowns from Peter Crouch? Ball from knockdowns from Peter Crouch. The ultimate, One of the ultimate uh, shithousery players. Played for Liverpool. Um, he scored a hat-trick from inside the six-yard box. You all know what I'm talking about. Ooh. Against United. Sorry, George. Again, Dirk Kite. Yes. Dirk Kite, one of my favourite ever players. He was in my team. I love him yeah. so much. Worst haircut yeah. for a great player. <laughs> I read about him and he just hated everyone he played against. Yeah. Absolutely. He- I know he hated United. I like. There's been interviews where he's just come out and said he hated. Oh, yeah, in Everton, he just he hated like, everybody. Switch gears. I don't know what it was. He could go well, months every- without having a good game, and then as soon as he played United, he was like, "Right, I'm gonna kill someone today." <laughs> if, you, if you weren't playing with him or on his side, he hated you. It doesn't really matter. And you know, his, his stats don't lie. Club club games, 636, 284 game goals in 630 odd games. 104 for his country. I didn't think he played that many for for, for Holland and 24 goals. You know, yeah. so did he? But, did he yeah. play as the striker for Holland? I don't I know if he played did. on the wing. I was going yeah, to say because think, thinking of like who they had at the time, so I'm assuming they would have had Van Persie at that point and yeah. possibly Van Nistelrooy when he. Yeah. Was, well, yeah. 2010 World Cup, he played on the wing because Van Persie was playing up front. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 24 goals, 24 goals out of position. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, basically. right, isn't it? But it's Great. just, just, just yeah. the fact that you're going to have Crouchy nodding it down to that little shit house. And you well, know, they did. Yeah, they yeah. Had, had lived a little partnership for a little while. Yeah, I loved Dirk Crouch so much. There's a story actually that Peter Crouch tells, where it's before the Champions League final in 2006, the one uh, 2007, sorry, against AC Milan, so the second one when we lost. In fact, yeah. Dirk Crouch scored in that final. Um, so they had like a, a go kart in trip before they went. Uh, as like a team building activity, and Peter Crouch is driving his go kart, and he's going around the track, and then he comes back around, and his brakes are broken, so he can't stop, and he's going head on towards Chabi Alonso, 
He's like, oh my God, I can't hit Xabi Alonso. So he looks to his right and sees Dirk Cow. He's like, he's more valuable. He's like, oh, sorry, Dirk, you're going to have to get it in. <laughs> Dirk Cow. Luckily, Dirk Cow was fine, but obviously, a lot, split second decision, Peter Crouch was like, oh, Xabi Alonso or Dirk Cow? Dirk, you're going to get it. The funniest <laughs> thing, the funniest thing about that whole story is the imagery of Peter Crouch in a go kart. <laughs> like, knees next, like above his head. <laughs> It'd be like when you play Mario Kart and you pick Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I think with Dirk Cout as well, like obviously he did go back, he went to Turkey after he left Liverpool. He did, he eventually yeah. ended his back up to Feyenoord. And I think I've told this story on here before, but it's just a lovely story when Feyenoord won their first title in however many years, like 25 years. And they needed a win in the last game of the season to clinch it. And he scored a hat-trick in front of the fans. And it, yeah. I just love it. That's schoolboy stuff in it. That's yeah, that's just like a hero's homecoming back to his boyhood boyhood team. He's been out, he's played across Europe, he's come home, won the title, scored the hat-trick on the final day. You forever yeah. cement yourself. And then there. retired. That was his last game yeah. in football. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Love that. Love it's it. how you want to go out, isn't it? It like, is. 100%. I love it. I love it. I mean, I spoke to Owen this morning and he said, uh, I hope we get in the Europa League or, or any, any Europa just so we maybe we can win it, even if it's that third tier one. So just Mark Noble can lift a trophy on his last ever game. Yeah, that's poetic. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be cool. cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but no. you know, you never know. You never. That's know. like that's that's like things that have happened before. Like Patrick Vieira won the FA Cup on his last game. Like his last kick yeah. of the ball was scoring a penalty in the final against United. Yeah, uh, Didier Drogba Champions League final against Bayern. That was his last game. Is that his last one? In his first stint, yeah, I think he came back then, didn't he? But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't remember that being his last. Fair, fair enough. That's the last game, and then yeah, <laughs> just, I just love that sort of thing where like a player's last game is like their the pinnacle of their career at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Love it. What a great choice. Obviously, I would say that because I love him. <laughs> right, so you, agree, you, you've agree. named a lot of subs here, but you have to pick yeah. one, one, just one sub. For your super. For my super sub. Well, my, I haven't named my super sub because my super sub is is in the attack. And it's uh, from the 1958 World Cup. So sorry about this, lads. You'll have to Google this. It's a Frenchman called Just Fontaine. Ah, it's Just Fontaine. Just Fontaine. <laughs> it's Just Fontaine. Just Fontaine. Uh, right. So uh, he holds a record for the most World Cup goals of 13 World Cup goals. Nice. And you think, no, nah, that's not, that's just, you know. He only played in one World Cup. I was going to say, I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. What? He played in one World Cup? Well, one World goals. Cup, 13 goals in six games, 1958. Oh That's when Wales got to the, uh, I think Wales got to the semi-final, quarter-finals, didn't they? Yeah, that they year? lost a, a young Pele, didn't they? Sweden. Oh, did they? They played the young Pele. Yeah. Yeah. And Pele accredited himself with seven goals against Wales that game. Yeah, I think, I think he said he got his first international goal against Wales. But, there uh, you go. Thanks, Pele. So yeah, we're getting Drew. revenge all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, so, have you got just Fontaine's Wikipedia up? I certainly have. Look at his national team stats. That's mental, team. isn't it? 21. What? <laughs> 21 yeah. appearances, 30 goals. Yeah. 21 appearances, 30 goals. Wow. Yes. What? Why was he not called up more? Yeah. His, <laughs> his club, his club one was 248 games and 227 goals. Yeah. At club level. Jesus. An absolute I'm, I'm getting a bit, a bit of a belly vibe here. Are you sure he's got all these goals? <laughs> <laughs> At least he oh, didn't say play. thousand, did he? No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, wow. Fair play. That's incredible. Like, yeah. To, wow. to almost have for your club career the same amount of goals 
as appearances, like very, very close is insane. Yeah. To have more goals in your international career than your appearances is yeah. insane. I mean, not you know, just by, not just by a couple, it's like by nine and you only played 21 games. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, you, you, you could argue that it was World Cup internationals in their infancy and, and you know. Yeah, but now, maybe. You know, but the World Cup had been going a good 20 years there and it's in 1930s when it started. So it's been going a good 20 years. So international teams would have been a lot better, than you know. But even so, like for like, if you go pound for pound like we do on this thing here, pound for pound, that's uh, it's quite impressive, isn't it? You've got to be incredible. one of the most prolific strikers in the world, then. Yeah, like ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, with those stats, I think so. It's mental. So, yeah. Just Fontaine, French, French Algerian, I think he was something like that. Moroccan, Moroccan. There you go. Oh, the yeah. Spanish mother, no, Spanish father. Sorry. So he could have played for all three of them. Yeah. Why so many goals he would have scored from Morocco? <laughs> <laughs> African Cup of Nations, seventy-four goals in five appearances. <laughs> <laughs> happens, happens anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Right, well, that is a terrific little team. Google, man, George's fingers are, are, are numb from typing into Google. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, 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 it's, it's good, it's good. It's nice to get a different perspective on the, the beautiful game. So we'll move yeah. on after this short break. So join us again, where we'll go through the manager, the stadium and the kit. Insert music. Just... Just like this bit, this bit doesn't have to go into the podcast or anything. I was just laughing that one of the things on his Wikipedia says in 2004, Pele named him one of the 125 greatest living footballers at a FIFA award ceremony. Does that mean that Pele named all yeah. 125? Or oh my just... god, probably yeah. <laughs> like, did he did he sit there and go, right? I need to come up with 125 players that I think are the best, and he probably <laughs> put himself at the top. Number 125. Well... <laughs> have we got an hour? Number... <laughs> well, to be fair. I... Pele uh, put himself as one through 50. Just yeah. <laughs> now for the ninth, for this portion of my career, it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as good as I was. I'll be about number 74 today. Remember a game I played against Paraguay in 1964? <laughs> just particularly was, games. That was about 48. We're 48 in the top 100. Yeah, I scored 13 goals in that one, but no one ever accredits me for them. <laughs> Pele, where have you put Maradona? Marahu, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Marahu. Marahu. <laughs> All right, so let's go back straight back in with your manager. Mark, who have you got managing this side? I, I've got the all-conquering manager. Uh, I, there was a few managers I was going to put in. Don Revy. Uh, I was going to go for comic uh, Tony Pulis and Neil Warnock. <laughs> David you know. Moore. Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Um, but uh, the guy I've gone for is my school, a bit like a bit like um, you, you did with the lads for Penny Bryn. My school um, uh, teacher who, who managed the the Invincibles, a guy called Cameron Newark. And um, before we, when we all turned up for the football squad, we went into the classroom. The first training was in the classroom and he showed us films and videos of football and he made us understand the game before we even played it. And that's what I liked about it. And it made you understand what your position was. We'd go through positions. We'd go through what midfield did, what attack did, tactics. Even at sort of like eight, nine, ten years old, 
he was instilling into us this. He was he was a Norwich City fan, unfortunately, but he instilled in he still instilled into us the the, the 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 positioning of a team rather than us all running around. You know, you you, you watch school school kids playing football and they all run around the football like it's dog yeah. poop, you know, like flies around dog poop. But he he said no. If if the ball's over there, you're you're watching the game and you're watching people coming towards you. You don't have to be over there because your other players are over there. Was he? And he inst- was he the one that taught you that pivot system that you were talking about? Yeah, earlier, that, that, that was it, the pivot system. So if they were coming down the right, the left back dropped back a little bit. Not enough to, you know, to watch for offsides and everything, but you covered everyone that was coming through. You could see the whole pitch. You could see what was developing. Yeah. You'd pivot a little bit, and then if, if, if it came back, you'd come straight, and then you'd pivot the other way. So, you know, you, you were watching, and you were seeing what was coming, and you were able to read the game quicker to get to the ball or to see what was coming. And... And it worked perfectly. I mean, at schoolboy level, it worked perfectly. I don't know how... I was going to say, I find it quite funny in the fact that, like, I can imagine most managers of most, like, teams at that age are like, you know what, lads? Just go out there and have some fun. But your manager's Mm -hmm. like, right... Here's yeah. the here's the ta- everything tactically we're going to do. I'm not surprised you were invincible for two for two years. Yeah. <laughs> but we had we had fun as well. Don't get us wrong. We had yeah. Fun no, as- no, no, no. I get that. Yeah. But you know, he he he, uh, he just had this, uh, and I think he was he just he loved the game as well. He loved the game yeah. without question. And I think he, he looked at you know what can we do to make it different, make it you know make make schoolboy look look different and work different. And I've always spoke to Owen and Immy about playing games in a different way. Why can't, you know, to, to, to offset the opposition, you know, you play 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, or 2-4-2, or whatever you, whatever you play, whatever system you play, 2-2-6, back in the 1800s, whatever you play. But how to play the game differently. So when, they, when you've got the ball, the other team don't know what you're going to do with it. Yeah. You know, in a different style. Uh, and I don't think people think outside the box enough in football and sport in general this, this day and age, you know. But, so by the sounds uh, of it, Cameron Newark was the uh, Norfolk version of Pep Guardiola. Pretty much, yeah. Don Revy. Don Revy, I likened him to him because Don Revy would... would I, I don't know if you've seen the film The Damned United. Yeah. yeah. And where he says that the, when Billy Bremner says to um, Brian Clough, the boss, Don Revy, used to have the second team playing in the same style as the team we were going to play against. So if we were playing Derby County, they would play like Derby County and the first team would play the second team. So they knew what they were getting. Yeah. And it's and, and and I go back to it being a clever game played by stupid men. The tactics and the, and the to, to be honest with you, just simple formations can change your game. And if you get the tactics right, you could be the shittest team in the division. But if yeah. you get your tactics right, even against the best team in the division, you're going to have a good chance. You may even beat them. And, and that's why I, I watch football and I despair sometimes because it's just the same. You know, we play the same system, we play the same system. And then like City will come up against Wickham Wanderers and Wickham will go, no, we're going to do this and we're going to just push them and push them and push them. And City win 1-0 or they, or they get a draw and then they win the next one. And that's why I think it's, it's tactics, it's, it's forethought, it's vision. And that's what football is all about, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, well, that's absolutely. that's what the the joys of the FA Cup when you have like a a t- tiny side come up, say against yeah. City, United, Liverpool, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we got one they, chance, and they push them because yeah. it's their it's their cup final. It's their yeah, yeah. It's the game yeah. of their season. It's yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run ourselves till our feet bleed for ninety minutes, and we're gonna get something out of this. Yeah, and, and if you turn up with that philosophy, you know, don't give them and don't give them a chance to breathe. Don't give him a chance to breathe. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. I played in, uh, I played in, um, we used to do the five-a-side football on a holiday camp. Not the one I played with Chris Lawler. And we had this lad come down, he's in Scarborough. 
And this lad came down and he'd, he'd just been signed for one of the Scottish lower divisions, Alloa or someone like that. And he'd run around everybody. And I said to myself, I'm going to go and stand next to him. I'm going to mark him out of the game. And I, no one passed the ball to him because I stood next to him. Wherever he went, I went. I, I marked him out of the game. And the tactic was, if he doesn't get it, the rest of them are shit. They're not going to win. <laughs> and, 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 and we beat him. We beat him this five or seven. I mean, you know, it's a nothing game. But the philosophy is, if you get your tactics right, if Messi's the best player on the pitch, you send someone to stand next to him. They won't pass the ball to him. He can't do anything. That yeah. used to be, I remember, I always used to love watching Ander Herrera in big games. Yeah. He'd just be like, he did, yes. It was against Chelsea. There was a game against Chelsea. And yes. literally, it was, you are, you are Eden Hazard's shadow yeah. for the game. If he and goes to the toilet, you wipe his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. And if, if you if the best player's out in the game, that Herrera, yes, I forget about him because he was so underrated as well. Yeah. But you know that, that hit was hit. You know he was a, he was a, he wasn't a playmaker, but he was a play stopper for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know Cameron Newark, getting back to him. Yeah, he 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 taught me the game and how to view the game and how to a, a vision of the game, and that's why most of my players, um, you know, they're not they're not high profile players, but they're players that were visionaries and they could watch a game, they could read a game. And that's what that's what it's all about. You can have all the skill in the world, but if someone knows where you're going, you know. Yeah. Love it. Love that. Love okay. That. Right then. Stadium, where are we playing these games? Well tactical genius I, in charge. I haven't been to many, many, many stadiums. I went to the old Wembley, which was small. <laughs> I thought it was small. <laughs> I've been to Ellen Road to watch rugby. I've been to the mighty race course several times. Nice, nice, nice. I like the race course, I have to say. I mean, in, I'll be honest, well, the last game that you, I actually went to the race course was with you. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. It was absolutely Jamaica. shocking. Uh, was it Jamaica or Antigua or someone like that, wasn't it? Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Wales under 12s. It was great. <laughs> they, um, they're renovating it now, so it should look better in the next couple of years. Well, you know, it's, it's for where it was a good, good stadium anyway. I thought mm. it was. Where, where did they get the money for that? Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. We've ma- we've managed to pay. You know that uh, the com- the construction company that did Liverpool's new stand. Yeah, it's the same company. So it's like, oh. surely, how is the National League side managed to go? You know what? Have you uh, <laughs> have you got some new managers or some new owners? I'm not gonna. I'm not. You're not sure. No. Although, if Jude anyone Carlin. fancies, if anyone fancies watching all of the, stop it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, if anyone fancies watching everything, they're bringing out a documentary on FX. If anyone's seen the trailer for it. Oh right, okay. Unlawful plug-in. Perhaps you should get them on here, George. We've I've tried. tried. <laughs> I, yeah. If I if I showed you my my Instagram messages, my Twitter messages, it's just constant messages to them. I'm just like, come on. Unfortunately, George Please. has lost his. Josh has, George, George unfortunately has lost his season ticket privileges as he's been given a restraining order on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've had to move his seat so he's fifty yards away from the all times. <laughs> outside standing over the wall um so not been to many clubs norwich city i went there it was the first game i ever went to uh, norwich city against leighton orient and um i didn't see any of it because i was only about nine i was about that big and every time the goals went in i i was underneath a cloud of people but the stadium i'm going for is mk don's stadium Uh, it has a double tree hotel in it which i've stayed in as well the actual stadium is in the middle of a retail park as well, which is really surreal. Strange. Really surreal. Take a wrong turn. This is a sports direct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Dawn and a friend of ours went shopping in the retail park and I wanted a coffee. 
So I went over to the double tree. So I went in and I said, uh, have you got a cafe in here? And they said, right, second, second floor. I went, right, okay. Okay, so I wandered up the stairs and they've got pictures of this the football team and all the rest of it in there. Wandered up the stairs, went into the, went into the cafe bit and the guy's cleaning. I said, you got a coffee? He went, I'm closed. The restaurant across there, just to prove the door, that's open. Right, okay, so I goes in. Uh, any chance of a coffee, lads? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. And the, the restaurant is right on the pitch up, up in the top so you can go and sit out and watch, watch a game. I said... Can I go out there and drink my coffee out there while I'm reading the paper? And all? Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. Off you go. So I sat out there. They've got falcons that, that, swoop, that are nesting in the top to keep the pigeons away. So these falcons are swooping down, kestrels or whatever. I'm sat there reading my paper, drinking my iced latte or whatever it was, like I own the bloody place. <laughs> so I go back in and I, I said, thanks very much for the coffee. How much is that? And they went, what's your room number? And I went, I haven't got a room number. And they went... Oh, you can have it then. So not only did I go and sit there and live it up, I got a free coffee. How outrageous is that? That doesn't make any sense, though. It's like, what's your room number so we can charge it to your room? I don't have a room. Yeah, because I walked in off the street and I went, what? I said, I've just come in for coffee. The bloke in there sent me an ear. Oh, right. Oh, well, no, you can have it. I nearly said, can I have another one? But I thought that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, like I own the place. So they've got like a restaurant that just overlooks the. Yeah, well, wow. th- there's a hotel. The DoubleTree Hotel is 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 in in the actual um, stadium itself. Uh, so I said, "Can you come here and you know book a room and then watch the watch the game from um, from from your room?" They went, "No, you can't. If you haven't paid for a ticket, they put curtains up so you can't see out." No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you've got uh... a room facing the pitch, you can't watch the game because they put curtains up on the outside so you can't watch it. I love the fact yeah, that that's a if, you, out, if, you, if you have paid and like you do watch from from your hotel room, yeah, like do you reckon people still like you know get dressed dressed up and things as if they're going out? Or do you reckon you know like in a hotel room you're just usually in pajamas or joggers? <laughs> Sit there in your pants, like yeah, dressing gown, <laughs> sat there, sat there in your boxes in front of the the screen, and then the TV just <laughs> happens to get oh, you. Shit. <laughs> as you're poking someone out the window to lift the curtain up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some big steward smacks you with a stick. <laughs> the Kestrel comes back to get you. No, yeah, that's what yeah, it's really so, there for. Yeah, it's a it's a nice stadium. It's a nice outside. It's surreal because it's in the middle of a, a industrial estate. You know, shopping malls and all the rest of it everywhere. But it's a nice it's a nice feel, and I, I like it. I like it. I've never yeah. been to watch a game there, but I do like it. <laughs> yeah, a lovely story though. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. that. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's got black tiles all the way around the outside of it. It's quite a striking building, actually. Yeah, lovely. All right, then. last pick before the name. Okay, your kit, home and away kit, home and away kits. All right, home. nice, lads. Sorry, lads. I know it's nice. nice. So my home kit, my home kit is a West Ham kit, of course. It's the claret. It's the blue kit with the the red hoops, the claret hoops across it, the two hoops. It's the first kit I saw when I really sort of thought about football uh, and I thought, oh, what a nice, beautiful looking kit. So all blue with two red hoops across it. I think it's the, Owen said it was the 1990-1991 Premier kit. And I've got a story about that as well. 1991, did you say? 1990-91 kit, I think it was. Blue hoops. And let's be honest, Owen is probably right. It's one of the classic kits that they, they had back in the 60s as well. Do you own that kit? I have got that kit, yeah. That means I have worn that kit. 
Possibly. Is he borrowed my shirt, have you? On it was uh, playoff, a few years ago, right? playoff final. Right, we, okay. we watched it. Ricardo Vazte scored in the playoff final. Oh right, yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I, Owen brought your shirt with him, and I was okay. sat in a bar in Towin watching West Ham get promoted wearing a West Ham shirt. Oh, my shirt's been to Towin. Awesome. There you go. Well, the story about this. There's not shirt, many people that say that. No, no. <laughs> I'll actually admit to it. I got that shirt as a Christmas present from my brother-in-law, Roy Dawn's Dawn's brother. And uh, he said he phoned around everywhere trying to get this kit and was ridiculed at every phone call he made. And even when he phoned the West Ham shop, they laughed at him. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's my home kit, <laughs> the, Claret and Blue, the Claret and Blue Hoops. And my away kit is from a fictitious team called Melchester Rovers, who Roy of the Rovers plays for. Nice. And it's red and yellow. It's very um, Watford-esque. Nice. I was going to put Roy of the Rovers in my team as well, but that's a bit stupid. Because <laughs> he doesn't God, exist. God, Mind you, hasn't stopped most of my family, has it? Let's I was going to say, I seem to recall your children putting some weird pics in there. Yeah. Some, some Latvian goalkeeper that clearly doesn't exist. Yeah, we never found him. And a video yeah, game character we had. But, but, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> So I was going to put Roy, Roy, Roy Race in, but no. So Roy the Rovers, Melchester Rovers, red and yellow kit. God, they got loads Lovely. of kits. Yeah. Love it. Fair enough. Well, first time we've had home and away, and I, I'm like that. We might introduce that. No, that's a good, that's a good feature. <laughs> we'll credit you with that. If we ever get royalties, you can get a percentage. <laughs> nice one. Bring it on. <laughs> Roy the Rover. Right then, well, there we go. All picks done. So all we need to do now is run back to your team to make sure you're happy with it. Yeah. And then you can name the team. Okay. So you went for a 3-4-3 formation. In that goal, is. you had the legendary El Gato, your own son, Owen Quilter. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. He's in in my fact, team his goal. name's El Gato. Just... <laughs> the the, the Rolls-Royce defence, Chris Lawler, Bobby Moore and Des Walker. Lovely. The quality defence. Right, so moving on to your midfield. The holding midfielder is a part of your Invincibles team when you were in school, Paul Howe. On the right-hand side, we've got Dale Gordon, the disco kid, <laughs> as we should refer to him. We've got the ultimate journeyman, who is Peter Barnes on the left-hand side, and as the attacking midfielder, Ron Aldinho, for his no-look passes. Yes, and then up front, the trio of Colin Bell, Peter Crouch, and Dirk Kaut. With your super sub being French goal machine, Just Fontaine. What a player. What a player. I, I still can't get over his stats. That's <laughs> amazing. It's madness, isn't it? Moving on to the manager. We've got your uh, the manager who led you to two invincible seasons back-to-back. So, yep. Arsene Wenger, eat your heart out. It's Cameron Newick. The stadium is a lovely story behind it, is the fact that you went for a coffee in the stadium and no one realised you weren't staying at the hotel, so you got it for free <laughs> in the stadium MK, as we should know it. Kits, for the first time ever, we've got home and away kits. We've got the West Ham hooped one, which we believe is from 1990 to 1991. And then the away kit is from the red and yellow one from Melchester Rovers from, is it a comic, Roy? Yeah, Roy of the Rovers, yeah. Lovely stuff. So, all that's left to do, Mark, is name this team. So, when I first came to Rill, there was a, a Sunday five-a-side or league teams were playing. 
And one of them was called Real Madrid, which I thought was quite good. But the actual one I'm going for is Inter Yanam. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and that's no. An, and that's an actual team. No, I know. I know. It's, I think it's, it's a classic. Inter Yanam, yeah. I waited for ages for someone to say that one. I know, but I, I, I opened the journal, the real journal, and I'm reading down, you know, the sports page, and I'm like, five aside, Real Madrid, into your nan. Oh, my God, they actually printed it. Well, uh, back in the, Where back else in but real? Late 80s. There's a, there's a good one that you could have chosen, which, uh, which I quite like, which is Norfolk and Chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Novak Lovely. and good. <laughs> <laughs> into your nan, love that. <laughs> Well, oh geez, Nan's everywhere. Yeah, like, that's the mine of deceased, unfortunately. So dodge the bullet. <laughs> <You're off her. laughs> that seems like a perfect place to end this. Oh no, <laughs> Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. Lovely to see you guys. Thanks for everything. Stay Very safe. Good to see you, man. Stay safe. Brilliant. So what a team that was. There we go, Mark Quiller, a lovely guest. We went for a long time to get Mark on. Apparently, he's had his team ready since the first episode when Owen was on. Um, but it's great to have Mark on. We've now completed the set of quilters that are interested in football. Um, we'll come for the others at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get to one at some so. point. <laughs> but an uh, absolute pleasure to have Mark on there. And what a team he's given us. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see some different names in there as well. Yeah, different Except for you know, made up. I, they could be made up. He said those names, and I was like, yep, cool. <laughs> No, because... it was it was the it was the point where I think both both me and you was it when when he mentioned uh, Paul Howe, we both started googling. He was like someone we played with in school. And we were like ah, delete delete delete. Never mind. So straight at the back, El Gato, Owen Quiller. We've spoke about the joys of Owen. You've all heard his voice numerous times. Like we said, he records his episodes on a potato, but we love him and he is and one hell of a goalkeeper to save. Uh, a shot with his hands in six or seven yeah, football. Yeah, well, as long as they don't go in and he can save him what he likes. I mean, yeah, fair enough. What a man. So on to the defenders. The Rolls-Royce of defences, as Mark described it. Chris <laughs> Lawler, who he played with, which is a lovely little story that Chris Lawler retired yeah. from football and then went to go and teach kids to play football in holiday camps. Love that. Yeah, well, I remember when I, uh, I used to be a manager of a holiday camp and we had like a football... Um, training system going on there as well so when people were coming on holiday they could just sort of join it and it's a bit of fun for them and we had neville southall do ours nice which is really cool uh it was and it was funded by everton football club nice one michael he's 13 (laughs) (laughs) i was throwing back to that i love that yeah (laughs) yeah so then on to bobby moore obviously west ham legend which from a west ham fan and england bobby moore in there especially from march generation it'd be very surprised not to see bobby moore in there yeah that was a given. And then Des Walker. Yeah. Speed demon. Yeah. Um, I heard recently about someone comparing him to Aaron Wan-Bissaka, whereas it was one of, he's one of those players where you might have thought you've got past him, but then he one of his legs comes from out of nowhere and just swipes the ball from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love that. And so, I didn't know about him being one of the first sort of black players to... To break into the England team, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Love That's that. quite cool. Big up Des Walker. Yeah. Then into the midfield. So Paul Howe, obviously, we we don't know who that is, but Mark no. gave us a lovely story about how he was the anchoring midfielder for his two-time back-to-back undefeated seasons. Yeah. With his team in school, which is lovely. 
I mean, I, every team needs that little anchor, and Paul Howe was the anchor for that. I was going to say, like, I can, I can imagine any, any play person, uh, any guy who played f- uh, football at school had that one player. Say, for instance, for Penabrin, it was probably Cameron Bell for us. Yeah. Who just sat in the midfield and could do everything. And it was yeah. just sort of like, like, give the ball to him and everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe give the ball to Dale Gordon, the disco kid, and you have the a good time. Disco kid. <laughs> the disco kid. I just can't get out of my head that, like, I don't know why I'm just picturing like an NBA thing where they announce the players before they start. <laughs> but then they not, it's not like football where they announce them and all the fans go, Way! in the NBA, they announce them, but then they, they run onto the court one by one because obviously there's, and it's like, there's like lighting and music. Yeah, and stuff exactly. Like that, so isn't it? Imagine yeah. like the disco kid, and it's just like all the lights start like. Classic disco lights, like all the... (laughs) Just Dale Gordon jogging onto the pitch. The disco kid. The disco kid. Funny. Uh, Peter Barnes, like like I said, the ultimate journeyman. The definition of journeyman. He's he's been to more clubs than I have been on holidays. I I mean, yeah, probably same. (laughs) I mean, he's nearly been to more clubs than how many years I've been on this earth. (laughs) Like that, which is quite mad. Fair play. Peter Barnes. As soon as you said that, I was like, ooh, any relation to John? No. No, no relation to John. No. <laughs> and then someone who's definitely not related to anyone in this team so far, Ronaldinho. Yeah. What a player. I mean, Can't we've spoken about him. Exactly. There's no, there's so much we could say about him, but that, we've already said it. If you'd like to hear about our thoughts on Ronaldinho, please find an episode where someone else picked Ronaldinho and find our thoughts there. But no, as he said... <laughs> Hell of a player, and uh, that's just a shameless plug to get them to go listen to other episodes. Nice one. Nice one, listeners. Yeah. Uh, Colin Bell, who, uh, like Mark mentioned, fortunately passed away, we think, a few months ago. City got that big... um, It's like one of the things covering the seats, isn't it? Um, TIFO. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, Normal FIFA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they've got one sort of uh, in memoriam to him, which is quite nice. So he was obviously yeah. a big character and a big legend. Yeah, Man City, City so. legend. And like, we joke about Man City having no fans, but obviously they did have fans before. They uh, got all the money. Uh, they just got more fans that came over from Chelsea. <laughs> Don't talk about that. But yeah, Colin, Colin Bell, obviously a legend of, of Man City and Main Road. And yeah, hell, hell of a player by all accounts. Followed closely by the gentle giant himself, Mr. Peter Crouch. <laughs> yeah, so Peter Crouch, obviously a hell of a player. We love Peter Crouch on this podcast. If not for Peter Crouch, this podcast may not exist. Yeah. Inspired by his podcast, this is what got me thinking about making our own to one day rival Peter Crouch and crush his podcast into the dust. No, I'm only joking, of course. All, all, all collab. Collab. Yeah, that was probably best, actually. Yeah, ignore that first bit. <laughs> that was like good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just uh, split personality there for a second. Love you, Peter. But I do love Peter Crouch, and I've, I've obviously spoken about him in length. Love Peter Crouch. Yeah, he he did end Wrexham's dreams in an FA Cup once, but uh, you know we sometimes. won't talk about that. No, but we will talk about another player. Dirk Cow. Dirk Cow. Yeah, <coughs> love Dirk Cow. Legend for Liverpool. Legend for any team he's played for. I don't know about Fenerbahce, but for Feyenoord and for Liverpool, absolute legend. Workhorse puts in two hundred percent every game. You'd never accuse him of not putting the effort. Maybe sometimes his quality in the final third was lacking, but every other aspect of the game, he put in more than I've ever seen anyone else do. So what a man. But one of the worst trims in football. Oh yeah, absolutely. He sorted <laughs> out a little bit when he, when he went back to Feyenoord. He had a bit of a shorter trim. He looked nicer. Yeah. Anyone I don't who... think he cared though. It's <laughs> yeah. not like he, he he did it for a thing. It was just... No. 
anyone who purposely has a haircut which looks like someone's dumped a pot, a pot noodle on your head, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you care too much about what you're looking at. So onto the super sub. Now this one is incredible, right? I'd, I'll be honest. I've heard the name, but I didn't really know who it was. Yeah, I think it's just Fontaine. Thirteen goals in one World Cup is absolutely insane. Is it going to be beaten ever? No, no way, no way. No. Like if you look at the other, so he's the fourth highest goal scorer in, in World Cup history. He's won one World Cup. Yeah. So like Gert Muller is up there. I think it's Gert Muller, uh, Mirosaf Closer, Ronaldo are the other three. Do you play? I'm trying to think now. Do you play a maximum of seven? Is it seven games in a World Cup? If you win it, if you're in the final, yeah, three or group stage playoff. Yeah, because I think so, that's where he got. Yeah, so you have three group stage, last sixteen, quarterfinal, semis, eight. Then eight games. Is it final? Okay. Yeah, one, two, three, quarter, uh, last sixteen, quarters. Depends how they did it back then, because they might not have yeah. had the last sixteen. Depending on how many teams are in the tournament, because they, yeah. they got they got a bronze medal for it, from what I'm what I saw earlier. Yeah, so like a third place playoff as well. So maybe maybe like six of those goals in the third place playoff. <laughs> yeah. The team was like, oh, I can't bother to just go <laughs> just, on, just let the record, it. go for it. But yeah, hell of a, oh, by all accounts, he seemed a hell of a player, and to score that many goals in the World Cup is legendary in one World Cup. That's incredible. Yeah, and I like I haven't got the stats in front of me now, but it was something like two hundred twenty-seven goals in two hundred forty games in. Yeah. Madness. In club career as well, Madness. which is just insane. All to be managed by Norfolk's answer to Pep Guardiola, <laughs> Cameron Newick. Cameron Newick. Who was the manager of uh, Mark's undefeated back-to-back seasons and cup victories. So yeah, legend. I, I think that's really just... cool that, like, even uh, Mark, and this is going to sound like I'm dissing Mark for being a bit older, but back then, so we're talking, what, like 70s, when he would have been in that team, maybe early 80s, um, where... Basically, this guy's sat down a bunch of kids in that era where analytics and that probably didn't exist to the extent that it does. Well, definitely didn't exist to the extent that it does now. Yeah, he sat them down to explain the, the rules of football and, and the, the roles of football. Um, and and when you heard like Mark speaking about him, you could tell he's had such an impact on his like footballing, yeah, like life and, and what like he's his, passed on his, to his kids and that, yeah. yeah, and what and his joy of football. So it's just like you can imagine how many guys this Cameron Newick would have coached. And they might be the same. And it's just like passing on that footballing knowledge at a young age as well. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it is awesome. Onto that stadium. Stadium MK. MK on stadium. That lovely Close, stuff. Closing the curtains. Oh, it's great. I, I'd never heard that story. I, yeah, I love great. that though. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I just love the fact that's so Mark just walking and going, okay, so there's all right. <laughs> and then get it for I, free. I just love that. I also like the, the people who... Um, like designed this stadium they're like right should we have a restaurant that like sort of you can go out and it overlooks the pitch yeah yeah let's do that should you have a hotel in there where in the the rooms they look over the pitch and like if people want to watch they can pay to watch from their rooms like yeah let's do that should we get some hawks in to get <laughs> like what <laughs> i just love the idea that you could be sitting eating your dinner and then you mk dons are playing a, a team managed by sam allardyce so every two seconds the ball's getting hoofed towards the side <laughs> So what they actually do in that restaurant is employ like four goalkeepers to stand. <laughs> the waiters are all wearing goalkeeper gloves just in case. <laughs> and then here we go. The first, the first, and probably not the last time. I like this idea. Home and away kits. So the home kit, ironically being an away kit. <laughs> the, I think the away kit was a home kit. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, West Ham, 1990, 1991. 
home, well, away for his home kit. <laughs> then the Melchester Rovers red and yellow kit from Roy the Rovers comic uh, for his away kit. Lovely choices. And then the name. <laughs> oh. I, of, I mean, all people, of all people who were going to choose that name, he would have been last on my list. Yeah. Last? It would have been top of my list. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, that's, I, I mean, I love that. That's just Mark all over. Just absolute <laughs> comedy. Love it. So there we go. That's another podcast wrap for a week. Thanks for joining us after our one-week hiatus where we had a bit of a break just for one week. Why not? You enjoyed the picture of Graham Sunez with his top off. There you go. Didn't look like he was wearing anything, actually. He's just chilling with his bug. <laughs> there you go. He might not have been. He might have been just... So, for context, if you don't know what that picture was, it's because you don't follow us on socials. So, go and do that. Oh, look at that segue. He's getting professional. Hey, so, we've got Facebook. we got Instagram. we got Twitter. we got TikTok. All on the handle at NostalgiaFCPod. We also have an email. So, if you care to send us an email, why not email us at nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com boom so there we go remember if your podcast provider has the function to rate and review please do so five stars would be lovely it does help us get into other algorithms and into different countries we're now in 16 countries uh which is incredible so uh yeah we'd love to keep that going so thanks very much to everyone who's listened so far share it with your pals you know people that like football get them to listen why not if you know a footballer give get, get them to give us a shout get them on you know, yeah, we'd love so. that. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. That was Nostalgia FC, and that was Mark Quilter delivering into your nan. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and what a team it was. And what a team it was. I got a guy sent off with banter. Yeah, well, tell us the uh, story. I, I need to hear this story. Come on. When I played in goal, for, uh, we got we got stuffed about 8 0. Um, but I played in goal for one. Owen was playing Brother Roy's football team. We did five aside, like you guys do at the moment. And I made, I, I made I, one appearance for that team. I did, yeah. I, t- I turned up and, uh, oh, we haven't got, you want to play in goal, Mark? Yeah, yeah. And the first thing, a guy, I'm walking on the pitch and a guy from their team went, Do you want some gloves? And I went, My hands aren't cold, lad. That was the first laugh. <laughs> And anyway, they had this young lad who was running around all over. And he, he had about four shots at me and I saved them all. Anyway, he's giving it large with the mouth. And he, he gets the ball and I shout to him, don't bother with him, he's shit. He hasn't scored past me yet. He's absolute crap. Watch out for this lad here. Oh, fucking put it past you. Yeah. Anyway, I, I kept winding him up. No, he's got the ball. Don't worry. Keep over it. And anyway, we got the ball and he kicked one of our lads up in the air and the ref went, you've got to go off. You've got to sit out for five minutes to calm down. So I got him sent off by just chatting to him. <laughs> Gotta love a bit of banter, lads. Yeah, you got oh, to you gotta, you gotta keep it keep it there, yeah. Oh, he was playing with anger, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, he was, he was. <laughs> Look after yourself, boys. Yeah, you too, man. Cheers, ta da. See you in a bit. Bye bye, bye bye. He's still there, isn't he? Am I? <laughs> <laughs>
Leave the call, Mark. You can do it. Just press the leave button. I, I, I would do, but I can't find it. That's why you shouldn't give old. You shouldn't give old people. Um, am I gone? Uh, no. <laughs> wait there, wait there. I could. I'm I could just going fucking quiet. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can do that. <laughs> You're a pair of twats, you know that. I'm sorry, I just can't help it. Right, Mark, I can do it for you, I can remove you. Yeah, remove me, quickly. <laughs>